0: But I remember memories of me and my mom and my brothers going into those soup kitchens and picking up what we could, you know, little, bo- little um, cartons of milk, mm-hmm. water bottles, any kind of food that they had, we, we would pick it up, you know. And uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because at those times, I never really thought about, am I? are we going to get through this? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, how can we, how can we, if we're here now and we're struggling this much, what can we do or how can we get to where we need to go to our destination of a better life? Mm -hmm. Because my mom already started that and she has three kids who are citizens of this, of this country. So we should know better right off the bat, we should know better. Mm -hmm. So I never, at those times, thought, man, I'm not going to get through this. I just thought, let me take what I can from this country and lay out my my own future. Mm -hmm. I don't care how I'm going to do it. I'm not going to give up. I'm going to be consistent with what my goals are. Little by little, I will get there and I damn
2: sure yeah, got it yeah there. for sure. I
0: damn yeah. sure I damn sure got that I'm very proud of what I, where I am
1: yeah. right now wrong
2: uh, this week we're going to be discussing how to take life's adversities, the obstacles and roadblocks and all of the crap that we deal with in our lives and how to turn that into something good, something beautiful, something conducive to living the rest of your life. Because this guy here that we have on, I personally personally believe is a master at that. Whether he thinks so or not, uh, he is. So I know he's going to have a lot of value to deliver to us, uh, to you guys. And by us, I mean you know me and E as well. And so hopefully through listening, we'll all figure out something new, learn something from each other. Uh, just in this conversation if you're new to the show then you know stick around hang out with us we might bring up something or might start going somewhere that doesn't seem to make too much sense those we of, will if been around <laughs> you already know how we do uh other than that you know just trust us we'll all get to somewhere that we didn't know we were going to end up at before but are probably happy that we're there so i'm ready
1: i'm ready to do it yeah i'm ready, I'm ready
2: uh i don't even know where to start with this one like i'm like excited now and i'm like it's so much stuff i want to talk about where do we jump in at
1: uh
2: yeah
0: well you guys usually start with the words some words yeah um, usually i didn't really have one for
2: for this
1: i didn't have one for this one
2: yeah i um yeah yeah yeah, we're usually particular about a a certain word that kind of speaks to the whole theme of things um for the sake of Mm -hmm. us picking it apart uh, but I don't think we need to pick anything apart this time. I think we just want to showcase your your personal experiences, Juan, and how they kind of speak to okay. what we're talking about. So I guess you can just tell us a little bit about some struggles you've been through. Um, and, you know, wherever, whatever comes out of that, then that's what comes out of that. Yeah, so if they're comfortable
0: absolutely. With that sure. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I guess one of the first adversities... Uh, difficulties for me growing up is being a first-gen uh, child. Um, it's a lot tougher than, than I, I thought it would have been because I had to learn a lot of the things that had to do with this country um, You know, with, through experience. My mom came here from a different country. She's from El Salvador. Uh, my dad is from Mexico. Uh, I was born in Houston, Texas, H-Town, and uh, came to Maryland about when I was 10. But the adversity part is simple things, you know, like having to do homework by myself. My mom could not read it, let alone comprehend it, because she wasn't educated in this country. You know, she actually left her country at a very young age, uh, between 15 years old. And um, so... She I was actually telling my wife Ella about this. My mom, and she's she's pretty much my hero, you know. She she laid the foundation of my life. But as a first gen, it's up to me to build up that house. Mm. She gave me the opportunity, the layout of the foundation by coming to this country and getting better opportunities. So it is very difficult to know and learn things about what this country has to offer without knowledge of a parent that's already gone through that or grandparent, great grandparents, you know, you know what I mean? So that's, that's one of the adversities that I had to go through. And that's something that I'm going to pass along to Layla. So she can keep going.
2: So you were saying that as a kid, like you had to do your homework by yourself. And that's something I never thought about Mm -hmm. with like first generation uh, people in this country. What other kind of things as a kid did you experience that like that we might take for granted that like typically Americans with American parents don't have to think about? Like what other kind of kind of things did you have to deal with all on your own as a child?
0: Yeah, Um, well, Spanish was my first language, technically speaking. Um, I spoke Spanish exclusively till I was about maybe six or seven Um, because there was a lot of public schools at the time. Where when I was in Texas and there was all Spanish-speaking teachers, um, so when it, when the switch up came to English, it was a lot tougher because I had the habit of trying to convert Spanish words into English words and vice versa. <laughs> mm. uh, so it's just it's a bit challenging. Um, it was a lot tougher than I thought it was gonna be when I went from all Spanish-speaking school to. English and you know English and Spanish um, bullying might have been mm. something there just because communication you know it's 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 a little bit petty from the way I think think of it you know only because even if someone doesn't speak cor- I mean how can I say it? even if someone doesn't correctly I guess quote unquote correctly speak English or they might have a thick accent the way I, I used to have or maybe I still do. I don't know, but it doesn't mean that you should be bullying
1: someone.
2: Yeah, I don't think any yeah. of the reasons cool. people get bullied for are like reasonable, right?
1: <laughs> yeah yeah. I'm trying to think of a good reason to bully somebody <laughs>
2: yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I've been called so
0: many racist names, wow. that I'm just like, you know whatever, man, like i don't I try not to let that bother me, but as a kid, it did it did bother me. I'm just like, yeah, I'm no different than you. I'm really not.
2: What helped you get to that place? Like what was the point that you started thinking, you know what? I'm not gonna let this like bother me like this anymore because X, Y, and Z. Like what was that thought process like for you?
0: My mom. My mom, because I kept comparing myself to my mom. My mom did a lot more in her young life. Even I'm 31 and she left her country. She I mean, to go to another country with nothing and start a whole life and somehow raise three kids is beyond me. I couldn't do that. I can't go to another country that I can't speak the language there, like, and then start everything new. I wouldn't know what to do. You know, how could I? So knowing that, name-calling is nothing. Name-calling doesn't bother me. It used to. But when I look at my mom, she's always like, She's tough. She's tough. And having someone that tough made me tough. You know what I mean?
2: Were you always aware of or like understanding of that kind of sacrifice and that kind of like voyage that she made to do like to deal with all of that? Like as a kid, did you understand all of
0: that? I don't think so. I don't think so. I think a lot of it was like subconscious. Something that I... You know, when they say, you know, actions speak louder than words is what I think I got from my mom more than anything else Okay, is how she carried herself when problems or issues presented and she could easily give up. She could easily let it overwhelm her, but she doesn't. She never did. And she still doesn't.
2: Yeah. So there weren't yeah. that many like verbal lessons like no. it was more so you just watching her and figuring out how she went about doing things. And you said yeah, that's a good but, way. I'm going to I'm going to try that out too. Wow. That's
0: it's cool. a great way. That's cool. It's a great way. It's yeah. a great way, you know. Actions really do speak louder than words and even if you don't say a word, you can show generosity, you can show education, you can show perseverance to someone without explaining it to them. You show them how.
2: Man, that says a lot.
0: And
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like um, your actions are so loud, I can't hear what you're saying. You know?
2: Yeah, <laughs> even like <laughs> just like I'm thinking about it on the tip of like you never really know who's even watching you and paying attention to you. Like if you if you have kids, uh, if you're an educator, um, you know, if you have young nieces, nephews, little cousins, like if you have people who are looking up to you. I don't necessarily mean to say that you have an obligation to behave in a certain way. But I do think it's reasonable to be mindful of what you're showcasing yeah. to other people and not ignoring mm. the fact that just because you haven't actually said something, that that person mm. watching you isn't going to pick up on it. Even if they're not like younger people or like children, like your friends. Right. Like I look up to, to my friends in certain ways and to my family who's you know around the same age as I am or older than me in certain ways. And, you know, I have learned a lot, too, just from watching and not because of something they directly said to me or, or taught me. Um, but that's a lot, man, that's big. And
0: and to your point, I I don't, I don't know if I've told you or maybe I have, but I look up to you. I think you're a great person, Donna. I think you're pure hearted. One of the most pure hearted people I know. I really look up to you and I want you to know that saying it in this podcast too. Okay. You are a great person. You are a great person. Everyone that has met you could probably tell you the same thing. That's how you are. And your actions are speaking to me.
2: I appreciate that, man. This is going to be a, a, a first Word. on the podcast where we, what you got there? Oh, yeah. It's a candle right,
1: right there. This is... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I got the... yeah. I got that too. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you. Cheers. Thank you. Thank you.
2: Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. You oh, man, I should cry to get our ratings up for the, uh, the episode. So, <laughs> but no, I really do appreciate that. No, I'm not, I, I really I really appreciate that, man. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. Of oh, course, of man. Course. man. Wow. Yeah.
1: And so, um, you know, still kind of talking about the journey. um, at I, I guess it's kind of hard to say, you know, uh, in the moment. This is the moment that I'm putting my feet down, that I'm you know, um, gaining some traction here. But just looking back, what do you think it took, man? Like you you talked about the name calling and and and, you know, a lot of the I guess I would say social kind of barriers that you had to overcome. But at at what at at what age or stage would you say you started to kind of like come into your own?
0: I would say. I would say around fourteen, fifteen. Wow. Yeah, because um, a lot of the time, my mom would be working literally all day. Yeah. And so my older brother, who has passed away, he he would watch over us, but we would also watch over each other.
1: Mm. So
0: it was kind of of a very maturing experience. Yeah. Um, because my mom, she wasn't there during the day. Um, so I think around 14 or 15 is when it started really settling in all the the cooking that has been going on through my life since I was a baby up until that point, I had to take care of not only my older brother, but my younger brother as well, had to cook for them, had to help my little brother with his, uh, his homework. My older brother helped me and it was, it was a great experience. Um, so I, I think that's really what matured me and I mean... I just, I since since around a teenage, I knew what I wanted. Yeah. I knew I knew what I wanted because of what my mom had influenced me with. She came here for a better opportunity. I'm getting the best opportunity that I possibly can. Yeah. I'm not right. gonna let that go to waste.
1: Right.
0: You know, so I I think since a very young age, I've had a higher maturity level than a lot of my friends even I'm even than my older brother <laughs> yeah. uh, but uh, it's matured me a lot having to take care of uh, you know ourselves wow
2: mm. what is it you said that at that age you knew what you wanted what was that
0: I wanted a family because I mentioned my mom a lot and I do love my dad mm. I do love my dad but my my parents never stayed together. So going back to what I was saying, actions speak a lot of the words. Instead of letting that hurt me that my parents never stuck together, I understood that they weren't compatible with each other. Wow. They had to find love with someone who loved them for who they were. So they bumped a lot of heads. And as a kid, I noticed that. And at the age, around 14, 15, you know, hormones start going out. I'm like, yo, I got to chill, but I got to find the right person for me because I don't want to go through that. Right. So instead of, you know, getting a lot of girlfriends, going out, clubbing and things like that, I'm like, I'm just going to follow my heart. I'm going to pay attention to how a person treats me and makes me feel. Does this person make me feel good? Does this person make me want to grow? And I found that person so blessed to say very early. Hello, my wife. You know, we've been married since 2008. So I was 18. I knew. Wow. Yeah. So that's why I said, like, I knew what I I wanted. I wanted true love. I wanted true love because I know that happiness is a big thing in your life. Really big. Did thing. you
2: have people around you saying like, man, you're too young to get married. You don't know what you want yet. Like, you're too young. Yeah. You don't know. You don't know.
0: <laughs> yeah, I did. I did. How, how did I did. But I, also had a, <laughs> I also had a lot of support, though. OK, I also okay. had a lot of support. Okay. You know, it's just I, I did have a lot of naysayers. Are you sure? You know, you're young. You can still wait. I'm like, but if I know. Right. What? Why wait? Why wait? You know, I know what my heart knows. No offense, but you may not know what my heart knows. Right. Yeah. You know you're, not, you know, not to sound disrespectful, but no one can tell you how your heart feels. No. So when you love someone, you love them, and you love them hard. Let them know. How did um, because
2: it's obvious that you were like a super mature teenager, like a like a grown man <laughs> just walking around right, the kid's right. body. Like, <laughs> how did that affect your like friendships and and like you know, things with people around you who were the same age as you.
0: It didn't. Really? It didn't. I just didn't pay attention to what, what they were doing so much. I mean, obviously I did as a friend. I'm like, yo, okay. You know, that's your girlfriend and that's your boyfriend, whatever. But I don't try to compare myself to others because everyone is different. and Everyone has a different, you know, thing that they're going through. Everyone has a different love life. Everyone has a different way of loving. You know, so to what you were saying, it didn't it didn't really bother me it didn't bother me at all.
2: Did you ever have friends that were like, man, you're being kind of weird or you're thinking about it too much? Or why are you even <laughs> thinking like that? I'm o- I'm only asking because I remember one time e, you and I were talking about how long um, you have friends that were like, man, you acting like your dad, man. You need to stop yeah, that's like why I'm that. laughing. I'm, yeah. I'm listening to this
1: conversation. like, Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. That's what I'm thinking I about.
2: Yeah. So, I, you know, just I could imagine another fifteen-year-old who acts like an actual fifteen-year-old. Right. That is like, man, Juan's on another planet, man. I don't know what that dude's thinking about.
1: Right.
0: <laughs> <laughs> um, no, I don't think so. I think most of my friends just took me for what I was. That's
2: good. Man, you found good friends. So
0: yeah, how man. I am, and I appreciate that, and I, I and I like to keep friends like that. Those are friends. I think the people that you're describing might be a little bit different. Than friends. <laughs> maybe like acquaintances wow. um but uh no my friends my friends fully support me and i fully support them
1: wow but you know that's cool though At I, I was listening to you it's like yo that says a lot about you as a kid that you could attract these people you know what i mean who would who would support you and actually be friends but again you said you were a very mature kid so i mean like right away you kind of see the um the path that you're going to take kind of carving itself out already just in retrospect it's like wow yeah. This kid had friends, you know, that even thought, you know, uh, on the same level. It's pretty dope, man. Um, Thank you. The, um, the hard times. Um, and you, were, you mentioned, you know, how long you and your wife have been together. You know, congratulations on all those years. Um, yeah. Um, was, was that something that maybe the two of you had in common? Like, okay, well, I've got this story you've got this story we can kind of relate to each other what was that
0: i think so i mean we had a a strong connection i really i don't want to curse (laughs) i I really messed with i really messed with okay i try not to curse that's the thing i try to. it might slip out here and there just because ever since i had Layla, i'm like i have to mature even more right I have to be aware of what I'm saying around her, so I try. Even even though she's not here, you know, I try to get better by doing I that. I dig it. So going back to what you're saying, um, I really mess with with Elo's aura. Yeah, there's a vibe that she was giving out even at a young age. I'm just like, man, she is so understanding. She's funny. She gets me, and she accepts me for who I am. Yeah, you know, so. I think I think she she felt the same way because I I truly do accept her for who she is. I I fully support her in everything that she does, you know, every endeavor. I'm there. Because I know she got my back the way I do. Right.
1: Good stuff, man.
2: When you were like let's say around 14, 15 or just in at any age where you were still a kid but understanding of like the way that your life was structured and um the opportunity opportunities you had and all of that um, did you recognize or think of the things that you and your family have gone through up to that point as issues or like as problems and things that you could use for your own growth? Or did you not necessarily see some things as a struggle that somebody on the outside might see it as? Does that make sense?
0: No, that makes sense. That makes sense. I don't know if I see it as... I mean, I know that there, there's some problems and and struggles that I grew up. I mean, I grew up poor. I grew up very, very, very poor. Um, but looking back, and I look back a lot because I like to be appreciative of where I'm from, where I came from, and where I'm going. Mm-hmm. So I do think about that a lot, but I don't hmm. necessarily see it as so much struggle as more as, man. Look at where I'm, look at where I came from and look at where I'm at now. Yeah. From a point where I was homeless for a couple of days to now I'm a homeowner. My mom has never owned a house. This was an achievement, not just for me, but my family. So when I go, when I think back, I'm like, man, if, if I didn't go through that, maybe I I would not have appreciated where I am now. Maybe I wouldn't even have thought about the struggles that I have, mm. the struggles that other people currently have. And they can get through it, look back, and and be proud. Be proud because you work hard. You work hard from where you come from.
2: When you were in the midst of that, could you see that kind of future for yourself?
0: No. Right. right. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, man. Yeah. Look. <laughs> It was such a long time ago, yeah. uh, but I remember memories of me and my mom and my brothers going into those soup kitchens and picking up what we could. You know, little bo- little um, cartons of milk, mm-hmm. water bottles, any kind of food that they had, we, we would pick it up, you know, and uh, it's, it's, it's interesting because at those times, I never... Really thought about Am I, are we gonna get through this? Mm
1: -hmm.
0: You know, how can we? How can we? If we're here now and we're struggling this much, what can we do or how can we get to where we need to go to our destination of a better life? Mm -hmm. Because my mom already started that. And she has three kids who are citizens of this of this country so we should know better right off the bat we should know better Mm -hmm. so i never at those times thought man i'm not gonna get through this i just thought let me take what i can from this country and lay out my my own future Mm -hmm. i don't care how i'm gonna do it i'm not gonna give up i'm gonna be consistent with what my goals are Little by little, I will get there, and mm. I damn sure got
2: yeah, there. Yeah, for sure. I yeah.
0: damn sure, I damn sure got there. I'm very proud of what I, where I am right yeah. now.
2: What uh, what was that little by little? What, what were the little steps little you? You, um, <laughs> What were those steps that you took? Like, what was that little by little process? Like, what kind of small things did you set out for yourself, or like, set out to go do that have eventually got you here? Because this wasn't a overnight thing. Like. Like you said, that no. you had to take steps to get yourself where you are now. What did, what did those steps look
0: like? Well, one, I had to learn about money. Um, I had to learn how to budget, how to save, mm. and what to spend my money on. Because I'm, I'm a pretty frugal person, and that's because of how I grew up. It's, it's, not, it's a lot different than being someone who is cheap. I'm not cheap. I am frugal. Because when I spend, I'm glad to spend, you know, be, it's just, that's one step, you know, you take, how can I say it? I think I, think I learned it from, uh, from one of my clients at work. I, I work at a financial, in a financial field. I don't want to disclose where I work, but I work in a financial field and I have the opportunity and to, to, to ask people who make a very good living Hey man how did you do it what do you do what drives you and there when you talk to someone who is passionate about their own business man they go off they go off and i'm just like i'm all ears i'm all ears whatever you can give me i'm gonna take that because i'm in a field where i'm blessed to learn so much that i'd never learned at a younger age so one of those steps was learning how to budget and save up for my house. And then not, not only that, not only saving, but it's like, what are the steps to get a house? What do you have to do after you get the house? You know, am I getting the best deal? How can I get a better deal? You know, so those are some of the steps
1: mm. <clears throat> that I got. Wow. It's um, it's it's amazing, man. Like you are saying, you look back a lot. When you look, uh, when you look back, does it sometimes feel like, um, how do I say this? Like you're looking at somebody else's life, like just just trying to understand, like, yo, how is it that these events and those events can be like a part of the same story? Do you you go through that?
0: Oh, yeah. Yeah. I definitely got I definitely had those kind of thoughts. I'm like, there's no way that was my life. (laughs) Right. No (laughs) way. I must be tripping, man. Like that must have been a dream. That's not me. Yeah. That's not us. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I definitely think back. I'm like, There's no way I could do all that again. Yeah. I'm not going to do that again.
1: Yeah. And I, I guess it's it's being at a place now where you have choices. You know, you have more choices than you did. You know, in the days growing up. You know, and um, you look back. It's like, well, I didn't have a choice. I had yeah. to be, you know, strong. I had to overcome. I had to do this, you know, um, and and mm-hmm. we get to a place where we have choices now, you know, yeah. and it's it's hard to even go back. Not to say you you, you don't appreciate where you come from or you don't value you don't value where you come from, but it's like, man, it's hard for me to go back now to never having had choices before. I can never go back to that again.
0: Yeah. No that that definitely sticks in the back of your mind yeah (laughs) you know once you experience something that's troubling or struggling you don't want to go back to it and you're going to do whatever you can to make sure you don't go back you want to keep moving forward you don't want to go backwards right
1: right wow the um and i know i'm probably butchering it a little bit but just what we've gotten of your story so far it's like um like i'm i'm a herbie hancock fan and he said something to the effect of um, it's the highest goal of any human being to take anything, whether it's uh, feast or famine, struggle, poverty, whatever, and turn it into something of great value. Um, I liked it. And, and that that point where you don't have any choice, man. Um, I think that's the catalyst man for bringing out the very best in somebody. Like I'm listening to you and I'm like, yo, my man, Juan is an alchemist. That dude took, (laughs) (laughs) that dude took lead and (laughs) turned it into gold. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Props to you, man. For real.
2: (laughs) Big time. Big time. Now I have a question. Um, in raising your daughter, how do you give her or try to teach her the skills that you've developed because she doesn't have the same upbringing you've had. So she can't go about attaining, you know, whatever she considers to be success in her life in the same way you have, she has choices. So how do you give her that even though her experience and her environment is different than what yours was at her
0: age? Yeah. Um, well, by being completely honest and upfront with her, that's something that I wish my parents both did to me, because they bumped heads a lot, and um, I never knew why. I never knew why, because when one would tell me the story, the other would tell me something different from their point of view. You know, but if they were honest, communicated upfront, maybe I would have learned something from that. You know, and whatever I learn, I tell Layla right away. I know she may not fully understand what I tell her when I come from work. I'm like, "Hey, Layla, this, this or that, or, you know, we're gonna, I'm gonna help you. I'm gonna help you succeed higher than I succeeded. And you may not know it now, but I'm gonna tell you now so that your brain sponge can just absorb that. And then later, when you get older, you you can just think back. Oh man, oh, this is what that is. I'm gonna be prepared. I'm going to prepare that girl so hard.
1: Yeah. yeah.
0: I'm going to prepare her so hard. I, I told her, I need you to be much more blessed than I was. Oh, yeah. Because you already got a head start that I never had. Wow. That my mom never had. So you're going to have to do the same thing to your children should you have children. You got to make sure that they prosper above you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And she's like, okay, dad. Yeah, dad. <laughs> like, <laughs> okay. Yeah. Like, uh, you're saying that now, but I know it's going to stay. Yeah, How old it is she? She'll think back going yeah. it. She's 11.
1: Okay, I got an 11-year-old. I got you. Yeah.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> wow. It was like, I know,
2: I know. Yeah, I know. Okay, yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right.
0: Okay. The scene is planted. Yeah,
2: 11. that's what it's about. It's about giving yeah. them the tools before they need to use them.
1: you got her yeah. armed already for the war that's inevitable.
2: <laughs> yeah. 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 yeah yeah
1: yeah she's already saving for her house by the way oh sweet
2: <clears throat> was that her choice started. to do
0: um, no i just kind of told her look any extra money you have that you don't plan on immediately spending on something that's gonna benefit you put it away because right. you're gonna thank yourself later yeah you're gonna thank yourself a lot later trust me and she started last year and she has a good amount <laughs> yeah that's what's up <laughs> it's a good amount
1: yeah. yeah being a friend to herself
2: yeah, yeah, right. Yeah. Thanks, that's, past me.
0: That's my Me. Yeah, that's my whole world. So right. I got to treat her like that.
1: Right. Right. Um, I'm going to ask you this one. Um, so, uh, LaDonna, we talked about this. I don't know if ever on the podcast, but I know we've talked about this like in the office just chilling. Um, <clears throat> and I'm interested in hearing uh, what either of you have to say. Um, so we're talking about the idea of being a friend to yourself the way that you're having your daughter be a friend to her future self. Mm. Um, and so the idea that you can be a friend to yourself the other way, I was talking about, um, some of the things that we go through and, and looking back over that part of your life that you can't even believe this, you know, is a part of your story. And, um, when you when you think back um on that child that struggled that child who hurt that child that needed comfort um the idea of speaking life into that child now from where you are the idea of kind of speaking well and praying over that child now um could like if you're looking back at the the seven-year-old you and and you can remember that seven-year-old crying and you're praying over that seven-year-old child now today as who you are and having begun that habit today and say tomorrow or a year from now you remember that nine-year-old struggle and you speak over that nine-year-old and you know you speak over that 11 year old that 13 year old whatever and it kind of what do you guys think of the idea that that creates moments that you look back on and you say I don't know how I got over that I don't know how I got through that somebody was looking after me and the likelihood that it was you sending back all the love from what is to come. Um, I'm interested in what you guys think of that.
2: Juan, you got something ready to go on that? <laughs>
0: <laughs> you got some
2: time I mean, to think?
1: I need a, a little bit of time yeah, to think it. You're,
0: yeah.
2: you're good. I um, Because, E, you and I have talked about this before, and I shared okay. an experience I had with you um, a little while ago where I felt like something like that had happened to me. Um, mm-hmm. It wasn't until you shared that story that you did, E, with Mm -hmm. me about when you were in your 20s i think and you were like sitting on a uh, bench or something outside Mm -hmm. i had a thought i don't remember what i was going through um and this was no more than a year ago if even that long ago
1: Mm -hmm.
2: i don't remember what i was actually dealing with but i was going through something that was extremely stressful emotionally and i remember being at a point like where I was really sitting in that discomfort of whatever I was dealing with at the time. I honestly really mm-hmm. cannot remember. Um, but I remember a feeling of an older me, like in her 60s, telling me that I was going to be fine. And that made me feel like I was going to be fine. I was like, yeah. oh, well, I already, I obviously already figured it out. Like things would be okay. <laughs> and I wasn't necessarily um, seeking out some kind of guidance for what I was going through. It was just a feeling of it. And, you know, I'm trying to explain this in a way mm. that the audience doesn't feel like I had some kind of trip or something because it wasn't that, I was very sober. Right. Um, <laughs> I didn't actually see anything. Yeah, I was completely sober. I, um, I didn't actually see or hear anything. There were no hallucinations involved. It was mm-hmm. just this feeling of myself from some time beyond that current moment, mm-hmm. telling myself now that I was going to be okay, and also mm-hmm. to preface that, for years since you had shared your story with me e mm-hmm. um I had been making it a practice to console and like comfort my younger self um, and i still I still do it now, I've had some really good cries over it too, like some really purifying like uh like struggle ending cries over doing yeah. this. There was one time when, uh, I think I told you about this E Juan, do you know, you know, the Goofy movie, right?
0: Yeah. So, I love a Goofy yeah, me too. Movie. Yeah. Um, it's probably one of my favorite movies of same, all time. To same. Honest.
2: Um, and the soundtrack is a big reason for that for me. Do you remember the song <laughs> eye to eye the Tevin Campbell track on there? Yeah. So I love that song so much that I have it saved in like my Spotify music. And so nice. one day on my way to work, um, and at this particular time, my music was—it was just on shuffle, like just my general safe music was was on shuffle. Uh, this one time, that song came on while I was driving, oh, and one. I was singing to it like loud, like just really into it. And I imagined, like seven or eight year old me, however young I can remember watching that movie at, in the back seat singing too. Like, and again, this Shit. wasn't like a hallucination. I didn't actually see her back there. But I just imagined like, right. you know, young me just like enjoying the song and just remembering how good the movie felt and what it felt like to be a child watching that movie and hearing that music. And then I remember, not remembered, and then I imagined like 15, 16 or so year old me also in the back seat next to like seven or eight year old me also singing the song because I've loved the song all this time. There was never a point where I was like, I'm too cool for this. Like I've always loved this song. (laughs) And so actual me at this time is, you know, 20 something year old me is driving, singing a song, seven year old imaginary me is back there singing, kind of kicking (laughs) her legs around. They don't you know quite touch the ground. And 16 year old me is back there singing too. (laughs) And I imagined uh, like them back there just grooving out and enjoying life. And I thought about the kinds of things that were struggles for me at those times of my life and current me told them that they would be OK and that right now I'm good. And that the things that they were dealing with, they would figure them out and that I know that they felt tough, you know, in those moments. But there was a other side to those struggles. And I just cried hmm. like while driving, like me now, cried. But it felt like the seven-year-old me and the 16-year-old me crying, like kind of like a, okay, like I I am dealing with something, especially 16-year-old me. She was like really dealing with some stuff emotionally. Um, But I had like a real cry that like felt kind of cleansing um, after that. And I was glad I did it. And I made a practice. I had been making a practice of that for years to um, Mm -hmm. just – look back on parts of my life where things were maybe a bit rough and even to remember like good times too not just bad stuff but in those moments where things were a struggle um I would look back on those and you know tell her at whatever age that I understand and I'm here for you if nobody else is I'm here for you and you're fine because at those times I didn't have an adult doing that for me at least not in the way that I needed during those times. And there was stuff that, you know, other adults just didn't even know I was dealing with. So Mm -hmm. I was able to do that for myself. And so it was after practicing that for years that I had this moment that I'm speaking about now where I felt like older me came back for current me. So I'm like, so it kind of felt like, you know, I am going to continue this practice. Um, And that was the first time. And so far the last time um, that I've gone through something like that, where I felt like Mm -hmm. it was myself looking out after myself.
0: I should probably start doing that. That's really good. Yeah.
1: Because
0: yeah. I, I feel like I did that the opposite way. As a kid, I always imagined older me looking back to, you know, my current younger self and say, just hang on. Yeah. just Hang on because you you are going to get it.
1: You're yeah. going
0: to get there. You, It's all for something. It's all for a reason. Yeah. You know? And But I've never looked back at my younger self and like, I guess, what's the word I'm looking for? like bring everything together yeah. in a sense where the struggle and where I am now, I don't think I've ever processed or emotionally let out how tough my life had been up until this point. Wow. Although I do, I do cry a lot and I do love that. I love that. I cry a lot because it's liberating. Mm. I think, I feel like my soul needs it. Yeah. There's certain actions that you can do to express yourself without having to say a word, (laughs) laughing, crying. It's all there. And I cry a lot because I tell myself, you did it. Everything you went through was worth it. I wouldn't change a damn thing about my life Yeah, as hard as it was. I wouldn't change it because it would change my character. Mm-hmm. It would change who I am. And I love myself. I love who I am. You know, I got to do that, LaDonna. Yeah. I got to look back and, and really accept full circle who I am.
1: Yeah. Maybe 50-year-old you was speaking to you right now, now that you're aware of <laughs> this practice, you know? <laughs> right, right, <You> know. right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah oh wow yeah Yeah, amazing
2: have you always had that kind of feeling towards yourself like that i love myself i'm a great person i love my character i love who i am have you always felt that way
0: yeah i always have always always have because if i don't have my back who will the first person that has your back is yourself like they say you can't love someone else until you love yourself first yeah because then you know what love is, you know how to treat someone else,
1: yeah.
0: you understand that that person needs love too.
1: can't pour from an empty glass. nope,
0: that's right
2: man as i'm just I'm just thinking because like, 'cause you've told me like a lot of this stuff before, but anytime I hear you talk about it, I'm like, man, this dude, really like just to know you now and then to hear you know everything that you've been through, it's like kind of magic, like how's you?" How'd you figure that out, man? What What would you tell to someone who's dealing with some kind of struggle now, even if it's not as much of a struggle as you had to deal with as a child? Like someone who's just going through something rough in their life and doesn't necessarily see a way out of it or can't figure out what steps they need to take to get out of it or um, uh, they might not feel motivated to or feel like they have the capacity or skill set to accomplish whatever, whatever it is. Like... What would you say to someone that's dealing with that kind of stuff now?
0: I'll say, like, I would tell myself um, just because every, everybody's different. Everyone has a different situation. But what I would tell someone that has some kind of similar struggle as I did is to hang in there, stay strong, because you're going to need that strength in, in whatever, is, whatever life is thrown at you. And life comes at you hard. Life comes at you very hard. But if you stay strong and you prosper, and and most importantly, you learn from what you're going through, you will prosper. You will get there. Because nothing drives you more than struggle. In a sense, I I love going up, you know, putting my back against the wall because it brings out the best of me. I would tell that to somebody that's struggling. Learn from that and make that your strength. Because by the time you, you you succeed, you got the thick skin and the experience. And nothing, nothing will break down that house that you built. Wow. So wow. you
2: think that you, a person can learn from any of their problems? Like that all struggles, Every, no matter what it is, can teach you something no that will what. be conducive to your growth and success?
0: Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. I think, I think there's lessons to be learned in everything. I've learned a lot in losing. I've learned a lot in being wrong because then I find the answers. I did it wrong, but here's how to do it right. Okay, now I'm going to do it right. I, can't, I, I never do something with a mindset of, I'm going to do it right the first time. Hell no. I go in with the mindset of just shoot your shot. If you miss, you got another ball to throw. You learn from experience you know you can't be just <laughs> for for a sake of, of an example you can't be a quarterback without throwing the ball and you can expect to miss you can expect to miss your target, but you know what you have so many opportunities to throw the right one and you just need the you just need one you just need one to keep you going yeah and once you have it man
1: that feeling is just it's uplifting yeah wow the fear of getting sacked i think stops a lot of us (laughs) yeah you you see them uh
2: men coming at you yeah
0: Yeah, exactly To, to
2: continue on with that analogy i'm sure you can attest to this in your personal life um and you too e but that you can uh often rely on other people too that there's probably people in your corner um you know the quarter base, trust quarterbacks trusting right 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 to protect <laughs> you from them uh that possible sack you know coming your way um but but i'm sure that you've been able to to do that who has been that kind of a support system for you like what people have you known to always be able to depend on to uplift you or to get you whatever you need like what's your circle been like how, how have you selected that
0: I have a big circle. Um, well, not so big, but I call it a big circle even though it's just like a small group. But they're big to me because they support me like no other. Mm-hmm. Namely, namely, my mom, like, I, like I've been saying it for this whole time, my mom, but my brothers too. My brothers have been there to support me so much because growing up, Something I had not mentioned, we moved a lot every year, pretty much. You know, my mom would just do one year leases because she never knew if she could afford to stay for longer. You know, she wasn't given too many job opportunities. So she had to do what she had to do, whether it be clean houses here and there or sell food or do other things. Um, You know, she supported us. And my brothers were there. My friends are there. Elo is there. So my group is very important and you're in there, Madonna. You're in my group because you support me. You accept me for who I am. And I don't don't let that pass by me. I mentioned earlier, actions speak louder than words. So I pay attention to how people treat me and how they make me feel. There's a lot of things that people do and say, but if their actions don't say it, then what's the value of saying those words? My older brother was probably my biggest supporter. Before I met Elo, my older brother was in a way my dad, because he experienced things as a first gen, before I did, and so he would tell me his little experiences. Oh Juan, do this. Oh Juan, check this out. Juan, this is an ad. Or he would just call me Johnny or whatever. That's that's actually where I got my name from. But Johnny, hey, I need you to do this. I need you to learn this. I'm like, why? Just, just do it. Just do it. All right, you're gonna thank me later. I'm like, ah. But man, he was great. I miss that guy. I cry for him a lot a lot because he was my brother, dad. Oh <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just talking about him. Got me shaking up.
2: Do you mind me asking you something else about him?
0: Mm-hmm. I love talking about my brother. He deserves that.
2: How did his passing affect the way that you go about living your life? Like, I know that you're very goal oriented and you're Um, a solution-oriented man, and you have your own family to take care of. I mean, like you're saying, he was as big of an influence on you as he was. How, if at all, did that change you uh, after he passed?
0: It did. It did tremendously in a way that's permanent. The last words that we exchanged, and I'm blessed to say, was, I love you. And I remember it so well. It was Thursday night, March 22nd. And he was in the balcony of, of our apartment that we shared. It was me, Elo, and him. And, um, and well, and he'll sweat, you know him. Uh, but he was outside in the balcony chilling. Long day of work. He liked to have a little bit of uh, rum and coke chilling. Headphones on and it was a time where I'm getting ready to go to sleep. I'm like, all right, Tony, I'm going to go to sleep. He's like, no, 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 come here, come here, come here, come here. I'm like, what, 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 what? He's like, you got to give me a hug and say I love you before you go to sleep. I'm like, okay. So I give him a big hug, and he he just like tight. And I, I, I thought it was just him being a little tipsy or whatever, but, man, when he, he hugged me, I'm like, all right, you're going to break my spine, bro. <laughs> He's like, shut up. I love you. I'm like, I love you too. Good night. The next day, he goes to work. Um, I come back to the apartment. It's about six p.m. I want to say, and it's you know he's still at work, but I get a call. I get a call from one of his uh, coworkers. Hey Juan, um, you need to rush to the hospital right now. Your brother is not doing good. I'm like, what's going on? He's like he, he's having a hard time breathing. And the ambulance came here and they have the, the oxygen to him and he's still struggling. And they said it was urgent. So they're they're rushing him to the hospital. And man, my heart dropped. Uh, anytime you hear get that kind of call, just like you think the worst. I never expected him to pass away. Obviously, nobody does. Nobody wants that. But By the time I got to the hospital, he was DOA. And um, it's so surreal because the person that you love grew up literally all of your life is no longer there. What I learned from that that changed my life was to say I love you to everyone that I truly love. Everyone, every time I see them, every time I say goodnight, I don't know how many times, I probably bug Layla so much. Layla, I love you. Ella, I love you. LaDonna, I love you. Mom, I love you. Because it's important. You never know the last time you're going to speak words to a loved one. And I want the last words to be, I love you because I don't want anything left unsaid. There's a feeling of regret that I I hear from other people. Man, if only this, if only I told Tony this, I wish, I wish this, I wish that, if only this, if only that, I'm blessed to say, I said, I love you last. You know, and that's what changed me I express my feelings no matter what. I'm not afraid to express my feelings or let anyone else know how I feel. I think that's growth. I think that is what gave me growth as far as emotional feelings goes because I've never lost someone that close in my life. Never. And it hurts. It still does, but... Like you said, we gotta move on. We got to, we gotta keep building. We gotta keep building that house. My brother will always be with us. That's not gonna change. His passing is not gonna change. So although I, I had to accept that, it was the hardest thing. The hardest thing in my life to accept that. And I've been through a lot, but His passing was the worst. And I find myself crying even when I'm driving. Because you know, LaDonna, I produce music. I make beats, generally just beats. But I also recorded a few songs. And when I hear my brother's voice singing, I'm like, man, it's like he's there. I can't imagine if I never recorded him because I think I would have at some point in my life lose what he sounded like. And that's, that's a big reason why I'm still doing what I'm doing with my little production group. It's for his honor. It's, it's a good hobby. I love music, but I continue for him because it was our thing There's a lot to learn from loss. And I learned a lot from his.
2: <sighs> yeah. Thank you for sharing that, man. And yeah, for being so honest about that. You told me before we started recording that you wanted to talk about it. And so, and I know that this yeah. month um, it's, it's tough for, for you and your household in general because I already spoke to Elo about it uh, so so yeah so thank you and I'm sure that the the yeah. listeners can take a lot from that even those who haven't gone through a loss as significant as that
0: yeah thank you no thank you for letting me share um, this year is going to be a lot tough I could already see it coming March 23rd is the day he passed away you know how old he was 31. I'm 31 now, four years later. My heart right now is beating really fast because I'm his age. I'm the age he passed away and I I can't, I've always seen him as my, my dad, like my brother, but like as a father figure. And now I'm at the age where his life ended. So I know that March 23rd is going to be the toughest day for me because I still see myself as a child compared to him. Mm-hmm. So thank you
1: for letting me share that. I um I think it's beautiful man that um the music that the music is um the part of how you stay connected to your brother man you said it was y'all thing the music yeah. was y'all thing how, how'd y'all how'd y'all get started on that <laughs> um
0: i was 15 yeah and uh his friend uh who actually i'm still doing work with uh his friend carlos uh, he goes by losi boy okay um he stumbled upon a program back in 04, 05, and he was like hey man I found this thing called Fruity Loops
2: mm-hmm.
0: Fruity Loops 4 and I think you should I think I think you should mess with it. You got a good singing voice. Uh but you know how this day and age there's a lot of digital thing going on. Well this is a software this is a studio all in all digital. So you don't gotta go to a studio. You ain't gotta record none of this and my brother was like all right i mean i ain't got no music background with like music theory but let's let's see what happens and at first it was sounding like pots and pans cuz i we didn't really know what we were doing but that's how it started and and we went from fruity loops four to what is it now fl20 and um yeah just experience from that and it was more of a hobby because we never really released music publicly to anyone. It was just like, Hey man, this, this bumps, man, This bumps. (laughs) You know? So that's, that's how we started E. It was uh, just a friend of my brother who downloaded illegally, (laughs) (laughs) illegally downloaded Froot Loops 4. But since then I did purchase it. I do support FL Studio. Wow.
2: yeah. You obviously like, even though you like, you just call it a hobby. Like, you care about it, and I can tell because you you work at it all the time. And I've seen your studio set up, and you've taken the time on your own to learn music theory and to get better at the keyboard so that you could be better at doing that thing. Yeah, yeah, I think that's cool.
0: Thank you. I think this podcast is. Yeah. Cool. yeah
2: thanks. <laughs> yeah, thank you. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, this uh, has a very humble start as well. Like, hey, let's. Uh, we have these kinds of conversations anyway. Let's, let's just record them from now on. Right, right. Let's right. Let other people hear them. I think people can learn from, <laughs> not necessarily from us in particular, but just from hearing us do this.
1: Yeah. Um. So Ladonna had been telling me about Elo and Juan, and um. So I was really excited to meet you, man. Um. Because you know Ladonna's dope. You know, and so I know she rolls with dope people. So. What um you know and and I I didn't know we would get into talking about the music the way that we did but I was really looking forward to hearing about the music. <laughs> so, yeah. so, um, yeah. so 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 it what you, like that, <laughs> so what do you do like what kind of what kind of music do you uh do you put down?
0: Um, right. I like to experiment with all kinds of sounds. Right. Um, primarily, I would say I I do like doing a reggaeton for its rhythm. Yeah. Whenever I'm feeling happy or upbeat and I just want to throw something down, I just kind of start off with that little. And um, I also, I do like hip hop, trap, rap. I also really, really, really like actual bands. Yeah. Um, there's an artist that I really, really love listening to. His name is Jameson, J-M-S-N. Yeah. And man, that guy, I look up to him musically. He is phenomenal. Wow! Uh, so it's, that's something I, I I want to do in the future. Um, I want to get better at structuring a song when it comes to those kind of music like R and B, soul, neo soul. Um, I don't have the experience, but uh, that's not going to stop me from trying. Right, uh, I'm sure. Yeah, but don't. yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh so i mean that that's what i do um i open up fl studio um i either will go off of piano a guitar or a sample i heard or a song and i'm just like what would i do to that and then just kind of make it my own
1: wow yeah that's cool we we gotta um we gotta do this man like we gotta we gotta hook up one time just like i mean we gotta Screen full of musicians right now, yeah. yeah, yeah right. Right. Like we got to do we something.
0: Do. Yes,
2: we do. Yeah, Juan, uh, you, play, Madonna, um, you with that, right? Oh, I'm definitely with that. Yeah, All Juan right. and I have a we played together a little bit on guitar. I um, yeah. <laughs> All right. every time so I, I go to their up. house, I bring a guitar with me. <laughs> okay, oh, <yeah>. right. <laughs> yeah, That's the best. <laughs> I um, yeah, it's been like a tradition now. Like the past few times I've gone, oh word, okay. I got okay. this uh this nylon string guitar, right. and like. I got it maybe a week before one of the times, the time I brought it over to you, Juan. And
0: uh-huh.
2: I was getting ready to come over and I like hurried up and put it in a case. I was like, I've got to take this. Juan has to play it. Like, even if I don't play it, he has to play it. <laughs> and, so, and I do that. So we go over and like, he might grab one of his yeah. and we do that. And we've made yeah. one beat together. Um, okay. I, I, I don't know what it sounds like. Uh, he does. I had some drinks in me, and we were just like, "Hey, you want to make some music?"
1: Like,
0: right, <laughs> yeah, I, I forgot what time it was. What was it like ten?
2: It was. It was late. O'clock. I think it was later
0: than ten. 11. Eleven. Yeah. And you, you like, you like you know, F it. Yeah, let's go. It let's, just it. let's just see what we do. It was like a what ten minute challenge, or yeah, yeah. Like a, every every two minutes we Maybe would we swap seats and just try to do something. Oh man, it was interesting. I've never done yeah. that. Never. Yeah, I had done oh, that a cool. couple of
2: times. So it was like, all right, two minutes is up. And then it didn't be a switch.
0: Yeah, like, <laughs> no, I how much pressure. I, felt. I was like, oh, my God, what am I going to do in two yeah, minutes? <laughs>
2: yeah, yeah. But yeah, I'm, I'm totally down with that. Um,
0: yeah.
2: But yeah, man, uh, Juan, is there anything that we haven't covered that you'd like to share or um, that you just want the people listening to know about you or about your life or anything?
0: I think you said it and I agreed with you. When I talk to people and I try to help people, I do it wholeheartedly. I want people to know that I'm there to support you. Whatever it is that you're going to do to get your life at a higher level, or just make your whatever it is that you're trying to do, I'm there. I want to help you. You know, my, I come from a place of good intentions because. I don't want anyone to struggle, not anyone I know, not for damn sure so i want I want people to know that if if I'm your friend, I am your friend. I'm not just saying that
2: All right okay. wow, <laughs> yeah. Oh. E, did you want to throw anything on there before we wrap up?
1: Uh, Well, you know, man, um, not really, but Juan, man, you're a dope guy, man. There's no lying in you, my dude. Um, Definitely appreciate you coming through to hang with us, bro. Uh, We got to do it again. Oh, well, yeah, yeah. For real. Yeah.
0: Yeah, yeah. we do got to do like, it again. I, I really appreciate you guys having me on the show.
1: Oh, man. Thank you.
2: Yeah, yeah. I, like, I don't even re- remember when I thought about it, but I was just like, I got to get Juan on the show i got to right. find something. like We've got to figure out what like, he can bring to the show. But I want him there. Um, but yeah, like, like he was saying, I talk about you all the time. You and yeah. Like I talk about you guys all the time. So, We eventually you know, just sat down and figured out you know, what would bring out uh, the best of you, the essence of you, of your character. Um, and I got more than I bargained for. I'm, I'm very pleased Definitely. with that. Definitely. Yeah. So also, thank you from me. For agreeing to do this and for setting aside like your Sunday afternoon for this, um, yeah, yeah I'm, I'm, a lot I'm, of I'm your Sunday, appreciative, yeah, a lot of it, yeah. We had about an hour <laughs> and ten minute uh, struggle before getting onto this. So <laughs> thanks really? for, uh, for hanging on with us while we figured all of that out. Um, Anytime, man, uh, listeners. I hope that you guys. Uh, have gotten a lot out of this and think you that did you away. did away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I do yeah. want to know though what you learned. So if you guys hated this episode, for whatever reason that might be, I definitely want to know. But whatever you took away from this, um, I'd like to know. Juan, I'm sure you'd like to know. E, I know you want to know. You guys Rap can send to us an email to we might be wrong at gmail.com and there's no E on that B, so that's we might, just the letter B wrong at gmail.com. If you want to hit us up uh, and have us respond to you a little bit more quickly, then you can DM us on our Instagram page. And that's we might be wrong podcast. B is spelled out there. So that's we might be wrong podcast. That's on Instagram. If you want to hit me up directly, that's LB dot evolving. Also on Instagram.
1: Right on. And you can talk to me. Hit me at E flat. That's E underscore P H L A T. All right.
2: Yeah. Juan, can you let everybody know where they can find you and your music?
0: Yeah, you can find me on Spotify. Just uh, look up Johnny Picasso. I spelled it J-O-N-Y. Uh, and then Picasso spelled normal. Um, same thing for my Instagram, too. Just all together. J O N Y All right. Cool,
2: cool. And I'll, I'll put all of that in the show notes as well so that you guys don't have to worry about spelling. I'll make sure all of our socials are in there the same oh, yeah. way we do with every other episode. Juan, thank you again for being on. E, thank you again for, you know, linking up every week as we do to to do this thing together. I'm, I'm super appreciative <laughs> of this. Uh, but we will see you guys next week and hopefully we'll learn something oh, yeah. else new together. All right. All right.
1: Peace y'all.
2: Bye y'all.